Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. speaking about the Holy Spirit, we've just done an incredible season on the cross, the power of the cross and life-changing, transforming revelation of Jesus and the price that He has paid for our freedom. But it didn't end with the cross. Jesus rose again on the third day, taking the keys of hell and death. He rose to sit at the right hand of the Father. And He said this, I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send the Holy Spirit and He will be with you. And He will teach you and remind you of everything that I have said. The Holy Spirit is our best friend on earth. Someone said to me the other day, you know, who do you talk to, Julie, as a minister? Do you, actually, it was Vicki Simpson asked me last night, who do you talk to as a minister? Do you have a friend that you confide in? You know, do you have someone in the ministry that you can go and talk to? And I thought about it for a minute. I went, I, this might seem kind of spiritual, but, you know, super spiro or something, but like the Holy Spirit is my best friend. I can go and talk to other people. And I do do that. And I have dear friends even in this church that I talk to. But if you think that people are ever really going to get you, really get you, you're going to be bitterly disappointed. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is the one that knows you intimately every detail of your life, every moment of your life, everything about you, the Holy Spirit knows. So my friend, my best friend, the Holy Spirit, when I need to know something about me, something about my world, something about God, when I need to have fresh revelation, when I need to go deeper in God, and when I need to present myself before God and let God take another layer of my old self off and reveal the inner nature of Christ that is within me, I go to the Holy Spirit. And I say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, reveal Christ. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, convict me of sin. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, be with me every minute of every day. And the Holy Spirit comes. Amen. We, we read here in John 16, 13. John 16, 13 says this. But when He, everyone say He. So it's not a force It's not a feeling. It's not goosebumps. It's He. Everyone say He. So when He, the Holy Spirit, is a person. Say the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's the person of the Trinity. He's the third person of the Trinity. Jesus is a person. God 
is a person. The third person of the Trinity is the Holy Spirit. And we are made in the image of God. And when we, when we position ourselves with the Holy Spirit, we begin to see our own image reflected in His image. I'll explain that later. But when He, the Spirit of truth, everyone say Spirit of truth. Spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. Not some truth, not maybe, not wish-washy, all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. Only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Oh. So the Holy Spirit says that God is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And the Holy Spirit has been with God since the beginning. It says that the Holy Spirit hovered over the earth, hovered over the earth before God even began to create. He was hovering and brooding over the earth, waiting for creation to start. The Holy Spirit was right there in the beginning. The Holy Spirit is there in the middle and the Holy Spirit will be there in the end. The Holy Spirit was there at the beginning of your life. He was there brooding over your mother's belly. Brooding over your mother's belly. Getting excited because He knew that it says in Psalm 139 that God says, I knew you before. Everyone say before. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And the Holy Spirit knew Kay before she was formed in her mother's womb. And the Holy Spirit had already read the book about her. He'd already written what God had written. And the day came when she was going to be implanted in her mother's womb. The Holy Spirit is there brooding, brooding over waiting for this divine creation of God to come into being. I love this. I just want to read that Psalm 139. But I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. And it says this. I'm reading from verse, I don't know. But anyway, it'll be up there. God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave, when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you are there. And then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight. If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on the morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. You find me. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in your light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. 
night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. Oh yes, you shape me first inside, then out. You form me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I'm marvelously made. I worship you in adoration. What a creation. Imagine if we could do that, look in the mirror and just go, what a good job you've done. I'm just amazing creation. <laughs> look at me. Woo! What a wonderful creation. And that's how God wants us to be. You know, to get a revelation of the uniqueness and the beauty and the wonder of each one of us. We should be able to stand in front of a mirror like children do. You ever seen a child standing in front of a mirror, you know, singing and in their little dresses, spinning around like I'm the most beautiful person in the world. Or my little granddaughter, Paris, she goes, I got Anna shoes. I got Anna hair. Anyway, that's frozen for those of you who aren't grandparents or parents right now. It's like, you know, let it go, let it go. It's everywhere. And she's Anna, but she's beautiful. I got Anna shoes and I'm beautiful. It's so good. And it says here, You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you, the days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one. Wow. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful, God. I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with you. Wow. It's awesome. David, what a revelation he had of God. What a revelation he had of God. We need to get a revelation. We need the spirit of truth. Amen. We need the spirit of truth to come so close to us that he begins to reveal to us the truth about who we really are. And you know what stops us from knowing the truth of who we really are? Lies. Lies. The father of lies. The father of lies who sees a beautiful, innocent little child being formed in its mother's womb. The father of lies begins to wait and wonder, how can I get to this child? How am I going to get at this child? How am I going to destroy that truth? How am I going to destroy that innocence and that beauty? And how am I going to deposit lies so this child will never, ever accomplish what is written in the book for this child to accomplish? This teenager, this young person, how can I plant more lies? How can I put a handbrake slide on this person so that they will never do what they've been called to do? And so he just, he plans, he plans ways and means. And it's not so much the stuff that happens to us. So many know stuff happens to everybody. Stuff happens, you know, some people say, oh, I'm, a, I'm from a dysfunctional family. I just go, hello, since the fall, we are all dysfunctional. There is, an, there is not one non-dysfunctional family because we're all just having a go since the fall. We're just all doing our best. We're all trying to be good parents. We're all trying to do the right thing. Amen? 
Nobody seems to agree with me on that point. There are some perfect parents in this room. Yes, I see the halos right now. And So, huh? Is that right? Yeah, is that right, Cass? You're tracking? Good. Lies and truth. So what the spirit of truth, one of the jobs the Holy Spirit has, I mean, He has so many jobs to do. Can you imagine? I mean, God says, okay, you know, there's Meredith. Sort her out. And the Holy Spirit goes, oh, really? Do I get to do that? This is so exciting. And we go, oh, the Holy Spirit must be just like, oh, really? But he's so excited. And so the Holy Spirit's one of his jobs to do, in the multitudes of jobs that he has to do, is to come and bring truth. Because who knows that the Scriptures say, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the Holy Spirit's job is to come, and come deeply into our lives with His x-ray vision, come close to our lives and look in us, and we listen. We listen to His still, small voice. And He shows us an area of our lives where perhaps we're living out of a lie or we're living out or reacting to or responding to life in an unusual way that we shouldn't be. Perhaps we get angry when something happens. Perhaps, you know, perhaps, you know, something frustrates us. Perhaps, you know, we cry when certain things happen and we don't know why. And we say, Holy Spirit, why do I do that? Why do I give up? And we ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit takes us to that place. And the Holy Spirit will come and the Holy Spirit will reveal, first of all, the lie that was implanted by the enemy. And He'll show us that lie so clearly that we just look at it and we go, I cannot believe that I was believing that, that I was living out of that lie. When He shines His light on it, you know, it might be that you've always thought that you were never, I'm never good enough. I wasn't good enough for my dad and I'll never be good enough for God. I'm not good enough for my dad. Therefore, I'll never be good enough for my God. Well, you don't think that you're thinking that. But everything in your life is I'm trying to get my dad's attention. Therefore, I'm trying to get God's attention. And I'm working really, really, really hard. And I never feel good enough. And I just, I might as well just give up because it's never going to work out. And then the Holy Spirit comes and He goes, you know what? You need to forgive your dad. You need to release that. You, You need to look at that area in your life. And you need to know that you're living out of a lie. And so then we say, okay, the lie is I never feel good enough. So I don't feel good enough for God. What is the truth, Holy Spirit? And it says the Holy Spirit will remind us of everything that Jesus has said. And it's like the Holy Spirit says to Jesus, what do you say? What do you say, Jesus? And Jesus comes. And Jesus comes with the truth, the spirit of truth. And He will say something to us like, You'll always be good enough for me. And suddenly, the simple truth just sets the captives free. I mean, I was working once with with this guy, with this theory that I use when I'm ministering people. And this guy who had this, he just had this trauma. And he'd been to counsellors and counsellors and psychologists And no one could tap into this trauma that he had. They couldn't find it. 
There was nothing they could, they've asked him all the questions and they couldn't find why he was just like so afraid and he had this real fear about certain things. Anyway, I, I sat there and I said, well, let's ask the Lord. And he said, well, there's something you need to know about me first. I said, okay. He said, well, when I was eight years old, I was in a, a massive car accident. I, I took a blow to my head. Half of my skull was taken off and I was completely brain damaged and a huge chunk of my brain was damaged, permanently damaged, and I completely lost all memory. I used to be quite a good artist, my mum tells me. I used to be able to draw, but I lost all memory. I had to learn to walk, talk, everything again and use a different part of my brain. So I have no memory. I think, sorry, I think he was 12. I have no memory under 12. I said, okay, well, let's just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit has memory when we don't? That the Holy Spirit is the first and last. He's there. He was there. He was there before the car accident. He was there during the car accident. He's there now. So I said, Holy Spirit, what is it, this trauma that this boy feels, this young man feels all the time? What, what is getting him stuck? And he was, had his eyes shut and he said, I see a preschool room. And he mentioned the name of the preschool, the colour of the walls, the street that it was on and the colour of the carpet and the teacher's name. And he said, I had a red truck and the teacher, I was playing with the red truck and the teacher thought I was being rude to her and she came and took the red truck off me and she broke it into pieces and threw it in the bin and I was devastated and I never trusted another woman again. And I was just like, wow. I said, how old are you in this memory? He said, well, it was preschool. I think I'm about three or four. And I said, you know, Holy Spirit, just bring the truth to him. And we went through this whole healing where the Holy Spirit bore truth, that he didn't need to be afraid, that he hadn't done anything wrong, and that he didn't need to be afraid of women of that age anymore. And, you know, and it resolved a whole bunch of stuff. But the thing that it resolved mostly was his relationship with his mum, who was around the same age as this lady who had he had been rejecting. So after we prayed, he rings his mum. He said, Mom, I've just had prayer counselling. And I had to go back to a memory from when I was three. She said, there's no way you can go back to a memory you're three. You have no memory under three. He said, no, I went there, Mum. Did I go to a preschool named such and such? Did it have blue walls and this colour carpet? Was my teacher's name such and such? And the mum just starts crying on the phone, like crying. She said, are you kidding me? There's no way you could remember that. She said, I don't remember it. The Holy Spirit remembered it for me. And I want to tell you, Mum, I've been rejecting you. I've been pushing you away because of this thing that happened with this teacher. And I want you to know that it's not you, Mum. I love you and I want to embrace you again. I want to get a relationship with you again. Wow. Just go, what? I was just sitting there, what? The most profound thing that ever happened to me, talking about truth and lies, was with my own daughter, Jessica. And I asked her, was it okay if I shared this story with her? She's my second daughter. She's now uh, 29 and beautifully married to a beautiful man and they minister in our church. But she was probably about uh, 17 and she was struggling so much with fear, like fear so much, especially about public speaking. And she just had this, she would go into panic attacks and anxiety about if she had to speak 
And I knew that she was called to preach. I knew that she was called to do amazing things in her life. She's, she's called to be an entrepreneur, to be a leader, to be a really strong human being. And she said to me, Mom, can you do that prayer stuff on me and just see where this fear is coming from? I can't handle this anymore. I said, sure, darling, I'll do this prayer thing with you. So we just sat down in a room, made sure no one was going to come in, and we just prayed, Holy Spirit, come. Just Holy Spirit, come. And I said, Holy Spirit, take Jessie to the first time that she ever felt this fear. Just take her there, Holy Spirit. You were there. You knew when it was. You knew the exact moment when a lie was planted in Jessie's life. Just take her there. The next minute, she's got her eyes shut and she starts to cry. She said, I can't see, Mum. It's all dark. I said, keep looking. I said, Holy Spirit, reveal to her where she is. And then she smiled. She said, Mum, I can see my hand. It's little. It's in front of my face. I'm sucking my thumb. And she said, I'm looking around, Mum. And then she started to cry, Mum, I'm in your womb. And she's crying. I just went, that was, can you imagine how surreal that was for me? Like, she's talking about my, she's looking inside me. Weird. And then she says, I said, like, Holy Spirit, keep showing her where this fear has come from. And the Holy Spirit began to go deeper and deeper. And then she said, Mom, I can feel the hands on your belly. There's hands on your belly and they're pressing on your belly and I can hear these strange prayers. And they're in a funny language and it's making me feel sick. And I remembered when I was pregnant with Jessica that that I had had cancer just before that and I had treatment for cancer and she was a 99.9% chance of miscarriage because there was just so much damage inside where they'd taken the cancer out and I'd gone to my doctor who was a Buddhist and I'd said to him I don't know what to do and he said just pray to that God of yours he usually answers you but when I was having the examination and he was feeling my belly and feeling Jesse inside my belly He must have been praying to his God. And it it was going into my belly, into Jesse. And so Jesse said, it's like, I can hear this man's voice. I mean, he was meaning well. Do you know what I mean? I don't have anything against this lovely man. He was meaning well. But it was affecting my child. And she said, I can feel like there's dark shadows coming in. And I'm really scared. And I see myself being pulled up in the womb. and, And I'm really frightened. And I said, Holy Spirit, just keep showing her. And then I said to her, I said... Holy Spirit, will you show us where Jesus was when all this was going on? Because I knew I was a Christian. Where was Jesus when all this was happening? And the next minute, Jessie starts to cry. She said, I see him, Mum. I see Jesus. He's in the womb with me. And she said, the darkness is leaving. It's going. The, my, the womb is filling with light. I'm being filled with light. I can feel the light penetrating me. I feel safe. I feel Jesus is in the womb. He's holding me, Mum, and I'm not scared anymore. And all the voices have been stilled and it's not happening anymore and I feel safe. And she was crying. It was the most incredible moment. And then she started to giggle. And she said, that tickles, that tickles. And I said, what tickles? She said, someone's tickling my foot. Now, she had no idea that when she was in my womb, she used to stick her foot right up under my rib and she would not move that foot. I'd slap it, I'd rub it, I'd do everything. It was killing me to try and get that foot to move. The only way I could get her foot to move was to tickle her, tickle her foot and she'd pull it back in. I never told her that, I swear to you. She's saying, someone's tickling my foot. It feels funny, but I like it. 
It feels funny, but I like it. And then the most profound thing happened. And she's smiling and she's saying, it's so beautiful now, I'm not afraid anymore, it's all gone. The truth was that Jesus was there to protect me, I wasn't alone, huh? The truth was that I wasn't, he was there. Those things were not gonna get me because he was there to protect me. See, Satan will always tell you that, that um, God does not protect, he's a liar. God does protect. He does protect. And then she said this. She said, Mom, someone's singing. I can hear someone singing. And then she started to cry. She said, Mom, it's you. I can hear you singing over me. And I used to, Phil will tell you this, I used to, every child, I would rub my belly every night and I would sing lullabies and songs to them and Christian songs. And I would sing Jesus over my babies. I can hear you singing over me, Mom. You're singing over me. That's profound. Like you cannot, like for me, like I was sitting there. This is my child. We're talking about my womb, my baby. Holy Spirit, you're amazing. The Spirit of truth will come and He will lead you into all truth. Listen to this story. There's a tribe in Africa called the Himba tribe, where the birth date of a child is counted not from when the child is born, nor from when they are even conceived, but from the day that the child was a thought in the mother's mind. And when a woman decides that she will have a child, she goes off and sits under a tree by herself. And she listens until she can hear the song of the child that wants to come. Oh, that's so cute. And after she's heard the song of this child, she comes back to the man who will be the child's father and teaches the song to him. And then when they make love to physically conceive the child, some of that time they sing the song of the child as a way to invite it. And then when the mother is pregnant, the mother teaches that child's song to the midwives and the old women in the village so that when the child is born, the old women and the people around her sing the child's song to welcome it as it's being born. Then as the child grows up, the other villagers are taught the child's song. If the child falls or hurts its knees, someone picks it up and sings the song to it. Or perhaps the child does something wonderful or goes through the rites of puberty. Then as a way of honouring this person, the people of the village sing his or her song. In the African tribe, there is one other occasion upon which the villagers sing to the child. If at any time during his or her life, the person commits a crime or um, a aberrant social act, the individual is called to the centre of the village and the people in the community form a circle around that person and they all sing their song to them. The tribe recognises that the correction for antisocial behaviour is not punishment, it is love and the remembrance of identity. When you recognise your own song. You have no desire or need to do anything that would hurt another. It goes this way through their life. In marriage, the songs are sung together. And finally, 
When this child is laying in bed, ready to die, all the villagers know his or her song and they sing for the last time the song to that person. Isn't that incredible? I've got written here, you may not have grown up in an African tribe that sings your song to you at crucial life transitions. But life is always reminding you when you're in a time, when you are in tune with yourself and when you are not, when you feel good, what you are doing matches your song. And when you feel awful, it doesn't in the end. We should all recognise our song and sing it well. You may feel a little wobbly at times, but so have all the great singers. Just keep singing and you'll find your way home. Isn't that beautiful? I truly believe that the Holy Spirit has a song for each one of us. That the Holy Spirit knows who we are intimately. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you your song. He wants to teach you who you are and who you were born to be. Who you were created to be. And He wants you to be able to sing that song. And I believe as a tribe... As a church, as a people, we need to learn the songs of others and we need to sing it over them. Scriptures say, greet each other with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Imagine that if we learn each other's song and instead of picking each other and critiquing and criticizing, imagine if you learned your song, if you, if you learned your song from the Holy Spirit. And you could stand in front of the mirror, like I said before, and sing your song to yourself. I am beautiful. He knows me. I'm wonderful. Yes, I am. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.